This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome in to my favorite kind of edition of the Danny Britt Show, the one where the season keeps going, so we have another show here. BC coming off a big 59 to nothing win in the first round of the state playoffs and joining us to break it all down the head football coach of your cadets Danny Britt coach congratulations man and just tell me if I'm wrong but I feel like maybe the most complete game your team has played so far yeah definitely I felt like it was a uh, a very very complete game the guys came out on point ready to go you know we we not played that well the last game of the year versus islands and uh, having a week off, got fresh, and, and really came out firing on all cylinders uh, Friday night. And Thomas County Central, a really good program, a, a big on both lines of scrimmage. I think you said this before, where there, I don't know there's been a game where you guys outsized the other line of scrimmage, but some really good running backs for them as well. Defensively, obviously a shutout there, Coach. That had to be something your staff on that defensive side was really happy about. Yeah, definitely the defensive staff was happy, and, and uh, you know that's my – my my heart is the defensive side, so we were all extremely excited. Coach Houston did a great job. He he actually got a shutout against Islands. I think they only had 17 yards of offense, and and their scores though came against uh, against the second team kick kickoff, and uh, of course a scoop and score off a fumble. So he, he had that, but it doesn't really count, you know. It, it it's uh, so he was excited to get the shutout, and we're all proud for him. Coach, the first quarter. It was the Justin Thomas show again. He had two touchdowns in the first quarter and an interception. Actually finished the first half uh, with two touchdowns and two interceptions there. Just another unbelievable performance by the guy that's really become the leader of this team. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the past two years have been a Justin Thomas show. But, uh, but yeah, he uh, he gets it done. Um, you know, the guy from Atlanta was texting me regarding stats and awards. And, you know, I sent – uh, sent him just his stats that that was in two quarters, and and he also prepared the pregame meal, served it, and drove the bus. <laughs> I mean, just another unbelievable performance by a guy who, I mean, it's got to be get up there towards all state uh, in terms of his performance in four A so far this year. Uh, but not just him, coach. I thought the offensive line had an excellent game, opening up holes, and really a different kind of attack. We talked about this in the postgame show. What was it that you guys saw? from that Thomas County defense to where you really wanted to attack off tackle? Yeah, definitely. Well, several things. One, uh, they were having to respect, you know, you have to respect our passing game and we get certain sets. You know, they were giving us a five-man box and uh, we knew we wanted to run the ball. And, uh, yeah, I feel like it was the offensive line's best game and they've been doing well. Coach Coleman does a tremendous job with them and, and developing the blocking scheme and, I think you said it Friday night, a lot of pinning and pulling, and uh, we ran old a couple times where we put Justin in the backfield, and you could see where um, Holden Gurner, you know, shot his hands in the air before Justin even hit the line of scrimmage because as soon as he handed it, he knew he was gone uh, on a 70-yard touchdown run because it was just blocked so perfectly. Um, on Justin's first touchdown I believe it was his first touchdown and on the 79 power which is, is you know just a, it's off of the buck but it's but we just power we send the fullback over the block as well literally is textbook 
and uh, it's going to need to be on some clinic videos because it was pop, uh, blocked perfectly. The size of your offensive guards, right? They're they're not overly big, but we talked about this on the post game, right? They're they're super athletic and they're cut up and they can move. What kind of advantage does that give you when it comes to running plays like that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Drew uh, was is six foot. He may be two thirty five, and then of course Brian is is just under six foot and. 195 or 200 and has a v shape with abs you know i mean it's just right. typical uh, typical guards but they are athletic and and can move in space can block in space and you know it really and and, and ha- the offense we run it's it's really important for them to be that way and it, it does give us a huge advantage uh you know in that because they can get on a linebacker a safety a corner anybody and, and be just as athletic as they are I think a lot of people would look at Holden's game and say, yeah, kind of an okay game, right? He overthrew a pass over the middle early in the game, and then it seemed like he underthrew one to Zaquan, but maybe just giving him a chance to go up and make a play on the football. But I thought with the multiple different formations that you guys used that we hadn't really seen before, getting the team in the right play and then catching his stride a little bit later, I, to me it was that's the advantage of having a Holden Garner. Is you know he can hit any throw on the field, but even when he's struggling, you're always going to be in the right play. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, that's where Holden, he's always had a cannon. He's had a cannon since, heck, I met him when he was in fourth grade. But uh, uh, what he's really grown is in the leadership role and in the mental aspect of the football game. We know with his arm he can he can put it anywhere on the field, but he he will he, he calmly gets us in what we need to be. He, make, he makes the checks that needs to be done. He will get the formation moved and, and right and and especially the pace that we go at that's really hard to do uh but he does a great job and I, I thank you for noticing that because so many people you know critique him so hard because he is you know a auburn commit and you know a superstar and and um don't realize all the little things he does that has nothing to do with his arm right and just uh, an offense that's clicking on all cylinders and you guys just added another piece to it on Friday night. Ack Edwards gets a carry out there. I know Kevin and I were double-checking our roster. We were like, there's no way that's no raid out there because Coach Pritt hadn't told us anything, and he would have told us if Ashley Edwards was going to get back out there. But you just had another secret piece that you could put in there. What were you able to see out of a guy who a lot of people thought was going to be your leading back this year? Yeah, definitely. Ack uh, is, is he's the type of guy that you just really won't go into battle with you extremely competitive um, and an extremely smart kid too. So uh, he's got all, all the aspects of it and so glad for him to get back. He broke his leg in the scrimmage and uh, just has missed the entire season. And uh, thank God we were able to get him back. And thank, thank you to Dr. Settery and to, to, um, to Brian Tootin for, for getting him back uh, to us. So, uh, he he will he will add some aspects to the game a, a toughness uh, and an athleticism, great hands out of the backfield, all the above uh, that he can do that will really give us another another playmaker. What does he allow you to do? I know with Justin Thomas, a lot of times it becomes about the management of which side of the ball he's going to be taking the snaps on. If you play against a team like Aware County, obviously you're going to need him to take more snaps in the secondary. What kind of balance does that allow you to have and maybe just get number four some more of a breather? 
Yeah, it does. And I, I think the biggest thing, that's, you know, I, I talked to the guys uh, last week during an open week or two weeks ago and, and, and told them, you know, there are some things we're going to do and, and we're going to do everything we can to win. And if that means throwing the ball 50 times a game, that's what we're going to do. If that means giving it to Justin Thomas 30 times a game, that's what we're going to do. And I felt like we are a better team when, you know, Justin and Quan touch the ball as much as possible. However, we have so many playmakers and acts another aspect of that that you cannot, you, you can't design a defensive scheme to stop anybody. Uh, and with that being said, I mean, the other night I counted it was 12 different people carried the ball. Uh, 12 different people carried the ball multiple times, actually. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's pretty impressive. And then I think we had six or seven different people catch the ball. You know, so it's just, um, you know, that, that, that's, that's really important to be able to have that many people that defensively you just cannot design a defense to stop one person. Again, a big 59 to nothing win there over Thomas County Central in round one of the GHSA playoffs. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap it up and take a look at a next opponent coming to Memorial Stadium this Friday night, Luella, coming to town. We'll dive into it next right here on ESPN Radio. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, Christian Gokel, glad to have you hanging out. Please be joined, as always, by the head football coach of your cadets, Danny Britton. Coach, wrapping up that big win there. You guys had a huge lead going into half, and you come back out in the second half, and a lot of people think maybe you sit the starters down, uh, let them catch their breath, but we, we've spoken about this before. So many of those situations over the past five, six, seven weeks where guys haven't played in the second half, and with the offense just a little bit clunky, especially through the passing game in the first half, we saw a couple of drives where Holden Garner got to air it out there, even with the big lead in the second half. Yeah, definitely. We talked about that at halftime, and, and they chose not to do the running clock, which is an aspect of that. Uh, so we, our guys have to play. I mean, they have to be ready. And, and so, you know, I, I worry, worry, worry about getting somebody hurt. But in the same sense, I, you know, they deserve to play, and they need to play to be ready. So we did that. And we, I, we felt good because we were able to get Cromenhawk offensively, Luke, in at quarterback to run that two-minute drive uh, right before the half. Right. Which with, it, with, with everybody else, uh, so he's running it with the starters, and it's Luke, and, and, and he, had done the, he had done the first half of our two-minute uh, work in practice the day before. So um, we felt like that was really good, and he drove it, got us down there, and we, we kicked the field goal uh, with 40 seconds left. So – Felt proud about that and then got the, got the starters out there. A uh, funny aspect of that, we were talking. I said, we said we were going to play everybody, including Holden, but we were going to sit Justin. And uh, I said, this was at halftime, and I said, okay, who's going to tell Justin? Yeah. <laughs> and, and they said, well, you are the head coach. I said, yeah, uh, we need to do that. And then he's like hey, – he didn't want to. He said, I really want to go in as long as the, the other guys are in. And, and I get it, man. I mean, this is your chance. You know, he's a senior. And for him, who could definitely play in college, he's chosen to play baseball, which I respect. And uh, so he's wanting every minute he can get. And just an unbelievable player. Probably worried that he hadn't scored in a quarter. And so he's probably getting a little issue for another touchdown there. But uh, you mentioned Luke getting to come in and a bunch of other guys 
getting some snaps in there as well. I thought Luke, like you said, you're just you're one weird step away from Luke having to be in there and carry the team the rest away from that quarterback position. Like you talked about that that two minute drive in a playoff game, a situation he hadn't been in before, but one where he was able to move the team down the field. Yeah, and I think that's really important. It's really important for us this year, just you know, in case the worst case scenario happens, but also preparing him for for his future. I mean, he's a D one quarterback, and um, I'm going to miss him at safety. But uh, but that you know, his future is 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 quarterback, and and certainly he's going to be a, a Division one guy there. And coach, wrapping up this Tommy County Thomas County Central game. Excuse me. I thought a couple of guys that had massive games were guys that you really lean on defensively. Matt Cromenhawk and Holden Sapp, just from their outside linebacker positions against that strong run game from the Yellow Jackets, I thought those guys played really excellent games. They did. They did. They did a good job. Um, didn't have as many stats maybe as they normally do, but they still did a great job of of uh, you know containing and, and spilling when they needed to spill on the counters and uh, getting pressure on the quarterback and you know, uh, Holden especially did a good job in his drops. And so uh, just really proud of those guys, and they've been great leaders uh, for us all year. I did have one question about one series there, Coach, and it shouldn't be too hard to remember. The first couple snaps on defense, the first snap, uh, Holden Sapp is out, looked like he was playing nickelback out on the uh, out on the slot receiver, and they ran right where he wasn't for about a 15-yard gain. The very next play kind of got rid of that scheme and had him back playing outside linebacker in he immediately shut the same play down. I thought that was pretty interesting right from the jump. Yeah, well, you know, it's just part of, of, of our coverages and what we do, and he was just, you know, bumped out is, is what I call it and, and and playing over that guy. And he actually probably on that, I know what you're talking about, he was probably a little further out than he needed to be to cover down uh, because he was not playing man on that guy. Um, you know, and, and, and part of that, too, uh, is, you know, we were in, you know, kind of showing a little bit because what they did, they would, uh, they would do, you know, different things and, and line up, and then the coaches would look and make their checks. So he was supposed to be disguising a little bit as well. Well, coach, that win advances you to the next round of the playoffs. Luella Lions coming to town. They are eight and three overall, and they are five and one in Region Five, uh, coming down to Memorial Stadium. Just from y'all study so far, what can you tell us about the Lions? Yeah, they're they're a good football team and they're riding high right now. They're uh, you know they have a lot of guys, um, a lot of playmakers. Uh, have a younger guy, you know, a quarterback, and then they'll move in a senior uh, who's a, a really good athlete, uh, you know, back there. And then um, you know they play play sound defensively, so it's it's going to be a challenge for us. I know there's a there, there's it's hard to pick out things from a fifty nine to nothing win. Uh, to work on, but when you went back and watched that tape, what were some of those things that you guys identified that you needed to talk about in practice this week? Yeah, there's a number of things, and, and particularly, uh, you know, on kickoff, and we have kicked the ball off a lot this year. Um, we we, we got to be able to get off the blocks. They did a good job. Probably their best, you know, gainer was off of one of the kickoffs that, uh, you know, we didn't like to see, and uh, we're going to work on that today. Typically, we don't do kickoff until Tuesday, but we're going to add in some uh, segments today working on getting off the blocks and avoiding uh, the contact there. Um, you know, offensively, you know, I thought we did really good. Uh, for the most part, I, I, I do think um, you know, Holden 
his timing was off a little bit. I think he was just amped up and at first and just was trying to not overthrow anybody because, uh, you know, he can really, really do that sometimes. And, and so, um, you know, defensively, we, we got to continue to, to work on tackling. Um, thought we, you know, we've gotten better and better at tackling, but we've got to do an even better job of that this week. And, Coach, it's time of the year where everybody's a little bit banged up, dealing with something, right? You've, you've played so many games already. Do you guys adjust practice at all or your schedule at all as you get into the playoffs? Really, no. Uh, it, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, you know, we, we add in probably a little more of uh, specific things. In other words, we'll do more periods of, okay, we're working on third and plus five here right you know or maybe a little more goal line more specific things details um and maybe not as much of the you know fundamentals and of course all the the the, the sub varsity season's over so we're not working on any of that you know they are uh, specifically focused on whatever they're doing on the varsity level even if that's out teamwork uh so so it, you know we we're not I'm not big on full speed contact during the year. Uh really if it wasn't for offensive line uh play uh you know and what they want to do in individual work, I I would be half shell the rest of the year. Right. As we get out of the first game or two. But so I'm not big on that. Everything is stud and, and, and you know, so you are working contact but it's it's staying on your feet for the most part. Well, Coach, we won't know until Wednesday whether or not you guys could potentially have another home game when the GHSA does their universal coin flip. Uh, so potentially this could be the last time we see the cadets at Memorial Stadium. I thought a good crowd there on Friday night, but there's definitely some room for some more fans. Yeah, well, one, uh, actually that just happened. Uh, it, and uh, it was supposed to be Wednesday, but apparently they went ahead and did oh. it. Everything was in place, so... Uh, if we can win Friday night, we will be home. Oh wow, that is massive. That is huge, very, very, very big. Um, you know, thank you again to Coach Tootin for for seeing that. I was waiting for Wednesday, but um, but so that's awesome and that's huge. So yeah, we need to have everybody out so we can win this one. And 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 if that's the case, you would anticipate marriage coming into to Savannah next Friday. Yeah, that that would be a massive one as well. But I mean, this team with the stars. I mean, if you're listening to this show right now you should know some of the names but I mean coach uh, you've been around high school football for a long time and I know you don't you don't want your guys listening to this and get their let their heads get too big but I mean the fact that you can go six seven deep with guys who are just stars at the high school level and this offense is about as much fun as any we've ever seen I mean what else are you doing on a Friday night if not watching high level football with a bunch of guys who are going to be playing at the next level yeah, you know, I, I agree with you there, and um, of course they're they're mine. Um, so I'm biased, kind of like when you're <laughs> a child, you think they're prettier and better than they probably are. But uh, but I think this group's pretty fun to watch. I, I you know been to a couple of games, and I'm just you know around uh, lately, and I'm just like, man, this what we're doing right now is really good football, and. Uh, so I encourage everybody to come out. It's a lot of fun with the with the music and the environment and and, and everything. And you know, Benedictine games are always fun because uh, you know the, the Catholics do it right. And uh, so I would invite everybody and encourage everybody to come out.
There you go again. 7.30 kick coming up at Memorial Stadium this Friday night. Coach, we appreciate the time, man. We'll see you out there. Gretchen, thank you so much for having me once again. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Christian Gokel wrapping up another huge win for the Cadets as they advance to the second round of the state playoffs and a breakdown that win with us. We have a player on with you every week. This week, joined by a senior for your cadets, Henry Hill. Henry, thanks for taking the time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. Another big-time win for you guys. Offense clicking on all cylinders. When you guys went back and got to watch the tape, what were some things you guys felt like you did really well? Well, I think we all executed as a team, offense and defense. I think we were truly going on all cylinders, and we were just having fun. That's a great thing. 59 points put up in this game here, man. And I know uh, talking to Coach Britt, really some uh, different formations for you guys and maybe a little bit different schemes for you guys up front. As you guys were preparing for the Yellow Jackets, what were some of the things that you installed last week that you executed? Well, we were definitely looking at the defensive line, how they were going to act, and we executed that perfectly, we felt, Friday night. Again, a big-time win for you guys there. Uh, you've obviously played in a bunch of playoff games before. Getting ready for this, for some of the guys who maybe hadn't been there before, what were the messages you guys had for them saying just it's, it's, a, it's a different kind of vibe once you get to the playoffs? The playoffs, it's a whole different story. It's Everybody's good. you got to treat every team the same. And you got Luella coming to town this Friday night. I know you haven't had too much of a chance to get uh, a film study on them, but so far, uh, what can you tell us about the Lions? They're another great team, and we're going to have to play very well against. Again, that one coming up Friday night. I know always important for you guys to have a packed-out home side there at Memorial Stadium, especially in the playoffs. What kind of advantage does it give you guys to have that home crowd getting loud? That's amazing. Oh, we love a packed sideline. We love people getting loud, and we truly help, uh, think it helps the offense and the defense. Okay, Henry Hale, kind enough to join us here, a senior lineman, four-year cadets, number 69 on the field for when you are watching on Friday night. Henry, we appreciate the time, man. We look forward to seeing you out there on Friday. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Danny Britt Show. If you miss any portion of the show, you can check it out on ESPNCoastal.com. Again, 730 this Friday, round two of the 4A state playoffs. Luella comes to town to take on your Benedictine cadets. If you can't make it out to the game, you can always listen right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, your home for Cadets Football.